to see you tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'd like to share a message with you tonight that I think is very pertinent for the hour that we're living in and something that creates a, a force, a flow in us that is victorious. Listen, we will always, always be victorious when we worship the Lord. Job went through what he went through, and the one thing that Satan wanted to take from him was his worship of God. But he couldn't take it from him. And he wouldn't deny the Lord, and he wouldn't curse God and die like his wife told him to do it, the poor, pathetic mess that he had become physically. But inside the spirit man, he was worshiping God. He said, though the Lord slay me, yet will I serve him. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Isn't it wonderful that there can be the negative and then you flip it over to blessed be the name of the Lord. That's victory, my friend. That is victory. But I'd like to share with you tonight, we raise our Ebenezer. We raise our Ebenezer. Now, will you be willing to open your heart and your mind tonight to God's presence and what the Lord will speak to you, particularly, uh, specifically in your life? See, whenever a preacher gets up to preach, did you know the same terminology for the word preacher is uh, prophesying and, and prophetically saying a word to God? Now, prophecy has a foretelling, but then there's the foretelling. So I'm here tonight to tell you some foretelling. It's, it's sort of like a prophecy in the future are these, uh, these mountaintops and these tops of mountains would be future prophecies, but the foretelling is the in-between the mountaintops. And the Lord wants me to take you in between the mountaintops and we're about ready to go up to a higher place in God. So how many here will agree with me right now? Let's just praise, right? Let's just pray right now. Just lift your hand toward heaven and say, Lord, I receive your word tonight. I receive what you have for me tonight, God. I will take this word as a personal word to me and to my life, to my house, because this word is anointed, not because of the preacher, but because of the word itself is anointed. Now, Lord, just Holy Spirit, I ask you to just move and just move through the seats and through your people tonight, Father. Weave your word in our hearts, Lord. Just have your way in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. We raise our Ebenezer. Now, I was just thinking if 2020, the year 2020, had an ornament made for it, I just wonder what it might look like if there were ornaments. You know, most everybody, Pastor Micah, asked how many had your trees up and you've already put up and you decorated your tree. But I just wonder if there was a 2020 ornament, what would it look like? Let's go to that now, John. Go through the lineup. It might be acting up. I know he was doing a praise and worship song, and, and it froze up, and he had to go off of it and come back. So, so 
if we were to describe or try to picture ornaments for the year 2020, I don't know if you've ever bought an annual ornament. Some of you may decorate your trees every year with a certain ornament of that year. So I thought it was interesting to find out if 2020 had an ornament, what it might look like. It's coming. I believe it's almost like it's typical for 2020, isn't it? Or sitting here waiting for it or something to happen. If there ever were be um, a word for 2020, it would be wait. We're waiting. We're waiting. We're anticipating. Amen. Will it, will it not come up? Okay, close it out. We'll look at the pretty snowflakes. Do me a favor, if you would, turn to, to me, uh, with me in your Bibles and have it ready for 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 7 through 12. 1 Samuel 7, 7 through 12. All right, here we go. 2020 was an ornament. What would it look like? Ew, 2020. That's definitely a, a, a very, you know, recognizable ornament for 2020. Uh, let's look at the next one. Yeah, I, that speaks for itself, doesn't it? I mean, really, this has been the year of the empty shelf and the lack of toilet paper. So 2020 might be an ornament like that. What's the next one? Oh, yeah, there you go. Six feet apart, but still in my heart, 2020. Oh, that's sweet, isn't it? That's a 2020 ornament. What about the next one? There we go. Yeah, uh, that sort of describes and says everything right there. How about the next one? Baby, it's COVID outside. I thought that's very interesting. I mean, I, I think most of us can relate to some of this, what's going on. I love the shape of it. It's, I realize that it wasn't a snowflake. So, I mean, you can kind of figure out, you know, that shape. Is there another one? Oh, there's a good one there. That's a burning dumpster. So you just kind of figure that one out for 2020, the burning dumpster. And so one more, I, th I believe. Yeah, two more. 2020. Stink, stank, stunk. <laughs> yeah, oh, that old green hand. And there's another one. There we go. Yeah, yeah. So I just thought that COVID had an ornament that maybe, maybe that it just might look like that. 2020 had an ornament. It just might look like those that we just looked at. Now, what I have here in this box here is I don't know how you decorate your tree and what you do there. There are two ways of, or different ways of decorating a tree. Some people have a theme tree where that they have certain colors. My, my mother used to be big on that with the theme trees. One year our tree was silver and gold. Another year it was green. And another year it ended up being green ornaments and garland. And the next one was red. And she really liked kind of, and then, well, one year it was uh, silver and gold green and red and all types of garland because you just kind of pitch it all in together but it was just you know people decorate their trees in different ways and I think that they're all beautiful they're all great I, I just love them to look at different trees don't you like looking at different decorated trees and lit up and with all the tinsel and the beautiful ornaments on it but then there's a tree that we have at our house and it's something called a heritage tree 
And I, I, I want you to think about that, what a heritage tree is all about. What it is, is there are particular ornaments on the tree that has representation and has certain meaning and purpose on it with these ornaments. And they bring about certain um, meanings and, and purposes and things that come up. Now, like, say, for instance, this ornament here that we have, and it's a, I took it off of our tree, it's a joy ornament. Yeah, just hold the box there, Micah. Sure enough, thank you. Sometimes I don't have enough hands. But this is a joy ornament, and this ornament's special because this joy ornament represents the year that Lee and I became a couple was a year a friend of ours uh, who's uh, no longer with us that Donna Burton made this ornament. So we've had it for all these years, and we put it on the tree, and it's a joy ornament. So I put it, I'm gonna, going to try and put it on this tree for now. We won't leave it because I'll have to take them home. Somebody might be upset otherwise. So there's a joy ornament. Then as we, uh, can you move over this way, Micah? Then there's a, another ornament. This is, uh, this is a, a really worn out Santa. And this Santa right here was the first uh, Christmas my wife and I spent together. We bought it at Hallmark, but it was pretty inexpensive because he's worn out and it looks pretty ragtag. Uh, because uh, I was unemployed. We lived in Cincinnati. We didn't have any money. We just moved there. The, the economy was in bad shape. And so this Santa we bought, and when we did, he was fairly inexpensive, but, you know, we've kept him because he reminds us, every time I look at it, I think about the lean year and the tough year, that first Christmas that was only like six months after we'd gotten married. And so we've held on to uh, fuzzy little Santa here, and he's, uh, so we've held on for several years now. I guess it's been over, um, it's been 40 years. And so there's that ornament. Then, then we have another ornament, and um, this ornament was, um, it's, a, it's a nutcracker ornament. And this is a special ornament because we bought it because we bought it at the Cincinnati uh, uh, Music, uh, what's that called, the Taft Music Hall. And um, our children were little. That's the first time we took them to a rehearsal night of the Nutcracker. And uh, the school sold tickets very cheap. And so we went to the first time we went to the Nutcracker and Taft Music Hall there in Cincinnati. Now, I know some of you are saying, well, this is getting to be a slide presentation here. But there's a reason because you probably can relate to some of this because some of you might have your ornaments. How many have some ornaments on your tree that are, just raise your hand, that are, that are meaningful over a course of time? And they have a message. Each one has a personal message. And now this one here, these two are very special. These two ornaments were made by my grandsons, by our grandsons. And, and so every time I look at that, I see their handprint on it. And so I, I remember Lincoln and Grant with the Christmas where that they made these ornaments uh, for us. And we've held on to them. Actually, Papaw's got his own little Christmas tree and it goes on Papaw's tree. Um, every year at Christmas time. Hang on with me, folks. I've got a reason. You're going to see what I'm talking about. Okay, here we go. 
Then, lastly, what I have here is, uh, is, is this bell. And this bell, we got this bell to commemorate one, I think, one of the greatest movies ever made for Christmas, and it's a wonderful life. And so this, and I ring this a lot, so we have plenty of angels with wings, okay? And so that, you know, but the thing is, I look at this on our tree, and we've had it for several years. I look at it because I look at it and say, and it, it speaks to me. It says, Ron Bynum, it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. You know, you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's why we've had that. Thank you, Micah. And that's why we, I've got this. So everyone has a message, a meaning, a purpose, a, some you know, moment in time and a message that keeps taking me to a place that I need to go or reminding me or, or speaking to me. And so all of us have these Many of us have these ornaments, these, these things that we put on our Christmas trees. We raise our trees up and we put those ornaments on there. And, and then we pause and we look at the ornaments, you know. And even when we're putting them on the tree, we start remembering. I remember when we got this. I, I, I remember the time in our life when, when, when we purchased this. This signifies a certain year and a certain time in, in our life. Amen. A certain and and memories are important because um, memories uh, involve thankfulness. And to those who want to constantly talk about vision in the future, is you won't get anywhere or in the future unless you first become thankful of what has happened in your life to begin with, and then you build on that thankfulness to a vision that's going to lead toward the future. I've got a vision for this church, but every time I get out and I see your face in the sanctuary, I see this building, and I see see this it reminds me and tells me Ron Bynum God speaks to me and says Ron we've I've taken you thus far but it's going to go much further I am thankful for what exists and anticipate what's going to come in the future amen and maybe that's what, you know, we need to go and look and see these, these things that remind us of our life and what's going on. We need to raise our Ebenezer. And Ebenezer is an unusual word. Uh, and there's a couple of thoughts that come to mind when you think of the name Ebenezer. Would you put that on the screen and see, is this, there you go. There he is. There he is one of what would be the uh, four of the Ebenezers that may come to your mind about this time of the year of Ebenezer. And you may wonder, what in the world, you know, would this be this, this guy's face, this character, this Charles Dickens character that wasn't necessarily uh, very beloved, especially in the beginning. And we all look forward to when he has his transformation, you know. And so we don't remember him. We like remembering him afterwards instead of before. But somehow the before has become much more as popular as afterwards when he had a transformation. But there are a couple of thoughts about Ebenezer and of course we think of Ebenezer we think of the character Ebenezer Scrooge in Charles Dickens novel The Christmas Carol because 
of that story, the name Ebenezer was taken on the connotation of miser, being a miser and a, a having a lack of charity. Charles Dickens describes him as a tight-fisted hand at the grindstone Scrooge. A squeezing, wrenching, grasping, clutching, covetous old sinner, hard and sharp as flint from which no steel had ever struck out generous fire, secret and self-contained and, and solitary as an oyster, and cold within him froze his old features, ripped his, his pointed nose and shriveled his cheek and stiffened his gait and made his eyes red. His thin lips blew and spoke out shrewdly in his uh, grating voice, a frosty rhyme was on his head and on his eyebrows and with his uh, uh, wiry chin. He carried his own low temperature about him. <laughs> carried their own low temperature about him. His eye, he, he iced his office in the dog days and didn't thaw it one degree at Christmas. He believed everything about Christmas was bah humbug. He said, if I could work my will, every idiot who goes about with a Merry Christmas on his lips should be boiled in his own pudding and buried with a stake of holly through his heart. And he said, he should. I have never met, never in my ministerial career also, in the years that I've pastored, in the years of countless moments in which I have dedicated babies, I have never dedicated an Ebenezer. Probably because it may not be a popular name. Although, to be fair, he does have a life-changing experience, and Ebenezer Scrooge did become a changed man at the end of the story. Another thought comes to mind is that Chris Tomlin sang an old song, and heard him, I heard him sing, he says, Come thou fount. And in one of the lines, he says, Here I raise mine Ebenezer. And I, it, it, it prompted me to be curious about, Raised my Ebenezer? I know he wasn't talking about that. And I know that the songwriter, that hymn, wasn't talking about that. And with that in mind, I begin to search and I begin to look as here I raise mine Ebenezer. And here I tell you that we should raise our Ebenezer. You say, what do you mean by Ebenezer? It actually comes from the Bible. In 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 7 through 12 in the New Living Translation. When the Philistine rulers heard that Israel had gathered at Mitzvah, they mobilized their army and advanced. The Israelites were badly frightened when they learned that the Philistines were approaching. Don't stop pleading with the Lord our God to save us from the Philistines, they begged Samuel. So Samuel took a young lamb and offered it to the Lord as a whole burnt offering. He pleaded with the Lord to help Israel, and the Lord answered him. Just as Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offering, the Philistines arrived to attack Israel. But the Lord spoke with a mighty voice of thunder from heaven that day, and the Philistines were thrown into such confusion that the Israelites defeated them. 
The men of Israel chased them from Mitzvah to the place below what's called Bethkar, slaughtering them all along the way. Samuel then took a large stone and placed it in between the towns of Mitzvah and Jasana and named it Ebenezer, which means the stone of help. For he said, up to this point, the Lord has helped us. In another translation says, thus far, the Lord has helped us. You, do you see what I'm talking about? This is a word for today. This is a word for this year. This is a word for this Christmas that we need to set up ornaments and set up monuments and say thus far the Lord has helped me God has brought me this far he is going to take me the rest of the way the Lord has not forsaken me God has been with me and when the enemy was going to destroy me the Lord opened his mouth and gave a word that confounded and confused with a great noise the enemy army that came to destroy them so what I'm telling you tonight is that we need to raise our Ebenezer. We need to raise our Ebenezer and say, you know what? Uh, look, I know we've been through this and that, and I know that this has been going on for a while, but it is the Lord that has taken me thus far, and the Lord has blessed me. God has kept me. God has preserved me. God has prospered me. God has been the leader of my life. Therefore, I have victory when I should have been defeated. But look at where I'm at. And now I have a confidence to know that he's gotten me this far. I raise my Ebenezer and I say, thank you, God. You've gotten me this far. You're going to take me the rest of the way. Yes. We need to raise our Ebenezer. That's what happens to me when I look at those ornaments. God took me there. I made it there because of him. I made it this far because of him. And because of him, I'm going to go all the way with him because he hasn't forsaken me. He's given me victory. In 1 Samuel 7, during the end of... It was at the end of the time of the judges. Israel experiences revival under the leadership of Samuel. The nation repents of their sin, destroys their idols, and begins to seek the Lord. That's found in the beginning of chapter 7. Samuel gathered the people at Mitzvah, where they confessed their sin, and Samuel offered a sacrifice on their behalf, verses 5 through 9. It was during this time of repentance and renewal that the enemy attacked. While Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to engage Israel in battle in verse 10. But here we see that, that the people of Israel, though they were at a moment and time of worship, that they didn't stop they carried through with the sacrifice. They went on with the business with God. They went on and put God as a priority. They went on and put God first. And in their worship, 
they became victorious. In their worship to God, God answered them when they cried out to him. So if we're called, he's telling us that, that we've learned, especially in these nine months that we've lived in, that we that we start worrying when we stop worshiping. We start getting worried and fearful and fretful when we stop worshiping God. But the enemy always tries to interfere or interrupt our worship with the Lord. But we are always our best during our worship with God. You don't get any better. It doesn't get any better than what it is when you're in complete, determined, decided worship unto God that God will give you the victory. This is why you are here tonight. This is why you will come on Sunday. This is why you keep pressing and pressing and pressing on because you know that victory will come in the time of worship. You know God will engage his spirit and his power and his anointing during the time of worship. And you know when you and I know that when we're not worshiping the way that we should be worshiping, we begin to worry about circumstances and the things that are going on around us. So why else would the enemy try and attack you? You have a good worship time on a Sunday and before you get home, you get news that is devastating or difficult or the attack of the enemy comes against you because he's trying to rob what God has given you. He's trying to take away but what he doesn't realize is in the time of worship you and I become fortified. You and I become equipped. You and I become connected. You and I become a mighty army of God because we are worshiping the Lord God Almighty. The enemy may be encamped around us but the Lord has sent his angel to defend us. God will take care of his own. We're always at our best during our worship of God. When we worship God, we're connected to Him. This time of year, we celebrate the Lord coming. We have Christmas in the kingdom. We celebrate the Savior in the kingdom that we're a part of. We are reminded of our connection with Him. We are reminded of our heritage with Him. We are reminded how important we are to him. So often we're concentrating, questioning ourselves, is God really important to me? It's good to question yourself that, but also say the question, do I realize that I am important to God? You are important to God. And worship is the key where that we can move forward. Amen. I remember in my life, my mama faced some terrible trying times. My stepfather was a, was a, a periodic binger, alcoholic. He would be gone. He'd take the money, and he'd be gone for weeks before he'd come home. When he'd come home, he'd be broke, and we'd be... Mom had six kids, and things were really bad. But I remember times when she would go to church, and when she'd go to church, she'd pour her heart out to God. 
and the Lord will get a hold of her and she start laughing in the spirit, glorifying God, rejoicing in the Lord and worshiping him. She would clap real fast. My mom was the best. When she get happy, she'd clap real fast, real fast, real fast. I mean, just in the middle of anywhere, she'd just start clapping real fast. When she get happy and feel the spirit, the presence of God. And when she experienced that, I knew that when she went home, mom knew it, I knew it, and the rest of us knew it, that God was on our side, God was with us, and that the Lord has taken us thus far. He will take us the rest of the way, and he will carry you. Quit trying to carry your God. Your God is carrying you. Quit trying to manage your God. Just say, Lord, I surrender and you manage me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My kingdom is beyond what you could ever see. My kingdom is beyond measure for you to try and measure and understand it. My kingdom is vast and glorious. My kingdom isn't more than enough beyond your imagination. My kingdom will support you. My kingdom will uphold you. My kingdom will protect you. Just walk in relationship with me and worship me and know that I'm your strength day by day, moment by moment, step by step. And know that I'm your God that loves you with a love that's beyond measure, beyond your comprehension, beyond you understanding it. Why don't you just walk in me and know what I'm able to do and rejoice in me and in my kingdom? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, we worship you, God. We glorify you, Lord. Hallelujah. Worshipers. Oh, just just worshipers. Worshipers are great people. You know, this, we we acknowledge and and remember the stable in Bethlehem and the and and the scene of of um, the poor the poor there in 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 Nothingville, Nothingville. You you maybe you feel like you're in Nothingville right now, oh, but being in the stable and and not hardly having enough stuff to even take care of a baby, you're in Nothingville. Or all you've got is just uh, the noise of some animals and the smell and, and hay, uh, hay and straw laying around and nothing. A, a hewn out cave, a cave where that you're in there where everybody else, as you look out the opening of the cave, there's nothing. There's houses and buildings and dwellings, but you're in a stable among animals. You're in Nothingville. But even in that place, the stable where the coming Messiah lay, he, it became came a place filled with worshipers. Mary and Joseph worshipped him and the shepherds came and gathered in that lowly stable and worshipped him and the, the sky was filled with angels that declared and declared and glorified God for the coming of the son. They more than likely without a doubt worshipped him as they declared the glory of God and the gift to, that's been given to Humanity. It is filled with worship. And that's what 
we're going to get through this hour is by worship. That's how we're going to make it, my friends. That's, that's a dedication and worship and worship and worship. Daniel was in the lion's den. No doubt he prayed and worshiped while the lions sat around him, but he didn't hear the growl or the grumble of the lion's stomach or the growl from its mouth. He knew that he was safe because the whole time he was worshiping the Lord. Paul and Silas began to pray and glorify God at the midnight hour, and God was so thrilled with worship that he decided I'm going to bust you out of this place. I'm going to shake this place because I found some worshipers in a moment in time when worship was maybe not really uh, making any sense but they worshiped the Lord just the same. Those others in the prison house listened to them praise the Lord and glorify God and they probably thought to their mind these guys are crazy. They're glorifying God. Their backs are bleeding. They're hands and feet are in, in stocks and bonds and they're sitting in the most innermost part of the prison and it can echo through the prison there by other cells by the prisoners would hear them make their noise of worship and suddenly they realize that our God is all about worship our God could care less about our programs our God could care less about the decoration our God could care less about our formality and our, and our budgets and our operations and our administrations and our leadership faith. He's not, he's not the least bit interested in it, but if he hears at the midnight hour, if he hears at a moment's time and an unacceptable place where there suddenly becomes a sound of acceptable praise, then our God moves on the scene of the worshipers who worship him. Those who decided I've raised my Ebenezer for the Lord is faithful, the Lord is good, and the Lord is great. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Now, worshipers become intercessors. Uh -huh. Those who have trouble with worshiping, those who have to be... Uh, have to have cheerleaders to get them to worship they're not intercessors they won't be because worship is the easy part it's the revelation part that you're worshiping God for who he is what he's all about then in turn then you become intercessors God will speak to you he'll put upon you more than what you'd ever dreamed of the greatness of being able to intercede the Israelites were badly frightened when they learned that the Philistines were approaching they said, don't stop pleading with the Lord our God to save us from the Philistines. They begged Samuel. Don't stop, Samuel. Keep going, Samuel. Keep going, Samuel. That is what the world is, is needing now. And this is what, that's the cry of the world right now in America. They're looking at Christians in the church houses and they're crying out, we don't understand what's going on here. We're afraid and we're lost out here in the dark and we don't have anybody to lean on. We don't know what we're going to do. We're going to die of a disease. We're going to fall apart financially. Everything, our, our lives and our world is in ruin they're crying out to the church uh, to go and say please church uh, will you please start praying for us and please start interceding don't stop praying to God and seeking God 
because we're in trouble. And Samuel, only you can get us out of it. But you see, there was a revival going on because they were repenting and they offered up, Samuel offered up a lamb. He offered up a lamb, a sacrifice for the forgiveness of their sins. And so when that happened and they sought the Lord and the Philistines thought, the devil always thinks he can take upper hand in our worship, but that's when we are militarized, when we're in our worship. When we worship him and glorify God, not just in the church service, but, you know, when you're at your workplace, when you're at home, when you're your everyday thing, you're still worshiping God. You're still worshiping him. You're still reading the word. You're still praying. You're still concentrating on him. So the Israelites, they went out to do battle when the Philistines came and God sent forth a supernatural help. The Lord spoke with a mighty voice of thunder from heaven that day and the Philistines were thrown into such confusion that the Israelites defeated them. Now the spiritual significance cannot be, it can't be overlooked and we can't overlook it. In verse 12, Samuel then took a large stone and placed it between the towns of Mizpah and Jeshanah uh, and named it Ebenezer, which means the stone of help. Or he said, up to the point, the Lord, up to this point, the Lord has helped us. Or another translation says, thus far, the Lord has helped us. What's important to realize here is that they realized the term Ebenezer, the term meant the help of the Lord, that God had helped them. And Samuel gave that marker that name. Thus far, the Lord has helped us. It reminds me in the word of God in Psalm 124 and 2 and 5. It says, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side. When men rose up against us, they, they would have swallowed us alive when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over our soul. Then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. But if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, God is on your side. He's not against you. He's not going to forsake you. He's not going to leave you by yourself. Uh, he's not going to leave you defenseless. You have victory through the name of Jesus Christ we need to worship him because he's taken us thus far and he's going to take us the rest of the way and to those who are making plans for 2021 and those visionaries and pastors are making plans for 2021 they better not skip over the, the one phrase if it had not been the Lord had been on our side they better not try and have business as usual on what they used to you can't do it anymore because there are millions of people in America that are going to say I need to raise my Ebenezer and realize God has taken me thus far and I know he's going to take me the rest of the way you grab your checkbook when you're going to pay your bills and you grab it and then say in the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord has helped me thus far and the Lord is going to lead the rest of the way. God has prospered me thus far. He's going to take care of tomorrow. He's going to take care of next year. There's been a whole lot of talk of where is America going to be in 2021. Well, it will ge geographically still be in the same place. Uh, spiritually, it probably will 
will still be in the darkness but for the children of God who have realized that it was the Lord that took care of COVID in their life. It is the Lord that if they got COVID it was the Lord that raised them out of it and healed them and helped them and preserved them and protected them. I'm telling you what, I wouldn't dare go into 2021 till I look back and say thank you God for what you have done in 2020 in my life. Glory to God. You won't have a vision in 2021. If you forget about 2020, all you'll have is a pipe dream. But we'll build on 2020. We'll work with 2020 to go into 2021. And we're going to be wiser. We're going to be bolder. We're going to be more spiritual. We're going to be devoted like we've never been devoted to him in our lives. Because, praise God, the Lord has taken me thus far. And he's going to take me further. I raise my Ebenezer. I raise my Ebenezer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. I want you to notice that victory began with the sacrifice of the lamb and ended in the house of the lamb. Because that's what best car means. In Hebrew, it means the house of the lamb. Jesus Christ is also, he is our Ebenezer. He said, I'll be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Jesus Christ, the lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world has now but taken us into the house of the Lamb, the Beth Car, so that we know that he's going to sustain us and keep us. The Lamb of God, the Savior of the world, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do not be afraid, the angel said, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Isaiah prophesied and said, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and, and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forevermore. The zeal of the Lord host will perform this. Can I read it from the Passion Bible? A child has been born for us. A son has been given to us. The responsibility of complete dominion will rest on his shoulders. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on in politics in the political world of America right now, but I'm telling you, somebody already has the government complete dominion on his shoulders. And it rests on his shoulders, and his name will be the Wonderful One. The extraordinary strategist, the mighty God, the father of eternity, the prince of peace. The message Bible says the prince of wholeness. He'll bring wholeness to us in our life. Hallelujah. 
if it had not been the Lord had been on our side. I'm telling you, I'm going to raise, we're going to raise our Ebenezer and glorify in the monument. If you, I dare you to go and get an ornament put up for 2020 and have a message on something to put on there. Put Ebenezer on there if you want. Or say the Lord's taken me thus far. He's going to take me the rest of the way. Your God is faithful. He's not on vacation. And he's not taking personal time off. You're under his constant care and observation. And he's going to take care of us. All I can say with all this that everybody's been dealing with for the past year. I thank God we have to stop at Christmas. And remember a Savior's been given. And the message's been given to the world in the world of darkness. That there is a light, a great light that has shone. His name is Jesus. I'll tell you why you're at where you are right now. And you keep making it. You don't know how you're making it. I'll tell you why. It's Jesus. You still have your health. I'll tell you why. It's Jesus. You're not, you're not overwhelmed by depression. Or nervousness. Anxiety. No. You, it's because Jesus. You need to raise your Ebenezer. And say oh Lord. If it had not been for you, Lord, you've taken me thus far. You're going to keep taking me. Glory to God. Be encouraged, child of God. We won. Do, do you see, if you have Jesus, we've won. We've already won. He won. We already won. And we need to praise and glorify our God. Don't you be afraid. Be empowered. Yeah, next year 2020 is going to be boldness is what it's going to be boldness and we're going to live in it boldness hallelujah will you stand with me now why don't you just symbolically before this before we do this right now I challenge you to go home and if you've got one of those heritage trees Start looking at your ornaments and say, Lord, you were with me there. Oh, and then further on, you've been with me there. You've been, you, you've been with me there. You've been, you were with me with the old fuzzy Santa that looked good at the beginning, but 40 years later, not so sensational. But I look at it and say, thank you, fuzzy Santa. You just reminded me of when I, when the first Christmas presents that were handed out, I can't remember what. I gave my wife. Did I give you socks? Yeah. That's how bad it was, my friend. I gave her socks. I was unemployed. So I got her some socks. But Ebenezer, I raised my Ebenezer because I was in on unemployment. I'd, I'd gotten un, unemployed in 1980. It was a terrible recession. I couldn't find work. We'd moved to Cincinnati trying to find work and still having trouble to find work. Hadn't yet started receiving paychecks and I was still unemployed. My, my weekly amount of unemployment was $90 from the state of Kentucky. But somehow, some way, we thought we were going to be in that little attic apartment on Christmas. Family was down in Louisville, Kentucky. And somehow that $90 check showed up unexpectedly. 
we went to the corner market and cashed that baby and we drove down to Louisville, Kentucky for Christmas you should have seen our tree it was leaning any way you looked at it it was leaning yeah, Charlie Brown's tree I mean it was almost a makeover of what we had but we were so proud oh you know we can go down that memory lane you need to do it look how far you've gotten look what God has done with you and with your life if it had not been the Lord not raise my Ebenezer and I glorify him for how far he's taken me he's been faithful to this point he'll be faithful from now on let's set up our monuments let's glorify God stretch your hand forward right now I sense the anointing of the Holy Ghost in the house I sense God's presence in the house the Lord is shaking things right now in you he's stirring you right now by the power of the Spirit and you're going to be a worshiper like a, you've never, ever been before. Lord, I want to worship you. Go and make it your prayer. Lord, I want to worship you. I want to worship you, Lord. You've taken me thus far, Lord. You've taken me. You've taken me so far. You've taken us thus far. And we have victory over the enemy. We know, Lord, that 2021 is just going to be a more occasion of you to move on our behalf and to provide for us. For you're faithful and we raise our Ebenezer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, yeah. Sing it. You are good. In the morning, I'll sing. You are good. In the evening, I'll sing. You are good. You are good to me. Sing it, Elizabeth. Yeah. You are good. In the morning, I'll sing. You are good. In the evening, I'll sing. You are good. You are good to me. Keep on getting better. Keep on getting better. Come on, here we go. You keep on getting better. Keep on getting better. And that's moving forward. You keep on getting better. Keep on getting better. We raise our Ebenezer. You keep on getting better. You keep on getting better. You are good. In the morning I'll sing you are good. In the evening I'll sing you are good, you are good to me. You are good, in the morning I'll sing you are good, in the evening I'll sing you I'd like to ask you to do this. I'd like for you to I'd like to ask you to start doing it daily in your prayer. 
I want you to remember community and remember our world right now, our nation. We pray and keep praying for our community and our nation and, and the world, but specifically our community and the nation. God will begin to move and souls will come into the kingdom for healing, deliverance in our nation yes. and our community. Preach. Yes. Let's pray right now. We'll incorporate that in our closing prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we can depend on you and trust in you. There's nothing too great for you and nothing too hard for you. Lord, we pray for our community, for healing, deliverance. Lord, that you'll just begin. We speak that the numbers go down in our community, in our state, in our nation. And we just speak life into our, our country, revival, that it will come and occur, Lord, that you raise up worshipers, yes. raise up worshipers in your kingdom, Lord. God, just have your hand upon us. Use us for your glory. Help us, Lord, to witness to other people and tell them about you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I mean, God bless you. See you Sunday. Thank you for being here tonight. Remember, we raise our Ebenezer. Amen. Praise God. Oh, Jesus. 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 Oh, what a wonderful child. Jesus. Jesus, only me can have new life, new hope, new joy. He brings. Won't you listen to the angels sing? Glory, glory, glory to the newborn King. He was heralded by the angels, born in a lowly manger. The virgin Mary was his mother, and Joseph was his earthly father. Oh, three wise men came from afar, they were guided by a shining star. To see King Jesus where he lay, in a manger filled with hay. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, oh, what a wonderful child. Jesus, 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 so holy, meek and mild, new life, new hope, new joy he brings, won't you listen to the angels sing, glory, glory, glory to the newborn King, Jesus, 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 what a wonderful child, Jesus, 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 so holy, meek and mild, new life, new hope, new joy he brings, won't you listen to the angels sing, glory, glory, glory to the newborn
the Lord. I'm a soldier. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. Getting ready to leave this world. Getting ready for the gates of pearls. Getting ready to leave this world. Getting ready for the gates of pearl. I'm keeping my record right. Watching day and night. I'm getting ready to leave this world. I'm getting ready to put up this mic. I'm getting ready to take a hike. Come on, give me some. Hey, while he's on that, while he's on that and they're on there, do that uh, song we did at the close of church. Jesus? No, the one. We oh, did keep on getting better? Yeah. Let me see something here. Let me. Bye, sissy. Are you slowly leaving? Bye, Narissa. Bye, Narissa. I said no. Come Are here, you going to go or do hug. you know? Lincoln, come here. Give me a hug. Lincoln Baker. Oh, he don't. He's, he's okay. Baker. He don't. I said, now you are good. In the yeah. morning, I'll say you are yeah. good. In the evening, I'll say you are good. You are good to me. Oh, yeah. I love that. Well, you are good. In the morning, I'll say you are good. In the evening, I'll say you. Man, you really got You really got up this week. You are good to me. You keep on getting better. Keep on getting better. Roger, keep on thank you. getting better. You keep on getting better. You keep on getting better. Keep on getting better. Every day gets sweeter. Every day gets 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 better. You are good. In the morning I'll say you are good. That's my fault. In the evening I'll say you are good. You are good to me. Hey, Caleb. Caleb uh, Sanborn. Is your mom out in the hallway? Oh, cool. Is your mom out in the foyer, Caleb? When I think about the Lord, how he saved me. How he raised me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost, how he healed me to the uttermost. When I think about the Lord, how he lifted me up and turned me around, how 
replace my feet on solid ground. It makes me want to shout, Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. It makes me want to shout. What's that? <laughs> Sounds good. I forgot about that. What stuff? The trees? The trees? Oh. I'm not exciting like Micah. song I was thinking would have been perfect with your message tonight is one on an old CD that God's not worried. God's not worried, so why should I worry? So I think it was one Kayla was going to do. And it's like, I forget, it was, it, it went right along with your message. <laughs> well, I was thinking that other song Noah does. I'll raise an Ebenezer <laughs> in the presence of my enemy. Are you talking about the <laughs> the old one? If it had not been for the Lord on my side. I'm almost home. I'm almost
bless you all are together a lot. So, you know, it's like you're... But, you know, my... It's like, you know, sometimes I just try to get removed from it. I think that's why I like watching Christmas movies. It's like... tell him about my dream I had I came in he wants to hey now these are DVDs but I have DVDs of how to play the acoustic it's like it's something that I just so if he feels like he can because Micah took them for a while he gave them back to me I I didn't I didn't catch on anything said that but he actually starts right at the for even the position that's right where he starts this is you know remember Michael that's how he starts if he thinks you know hey you put some of which which Trent Baker can play a little bit too my son-in-law and he likes one particular guy on YouTube that he likes how he does it better than those DVDs though I'll find a His dad is plays music, so I, yeah. And then, like, I don't know music that much, though. So. Of the worship songs. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I'll tell you what we taught our kids. Learn to play an instrument and sing at the same time because it's hard to learn it later. I promise you, I mean what I'm saying. Tell him to sing while he's playing. To you would Trent Corey, he's an old day star. 